Episode 201, dated Friday the 29th of April 2011, You Don't Know Alex and Tony. Welcome back to Digital Cowboys. This is our 201st episode and just happens to coincide with our four-year anniversary. That's right, four years ago on the 28th of April 2007, the world was first introduced to the inner thoughts of Tony Atkins, Paul Shotton and myself. Wasn't too popular at first. I think about 30 people listened to us for the first episode, mostly family and friends, but our community has grown over the years, so we can now celebrate in style. So we're back and continuing last week's show style of being asked searching questions this week in the form of a game show. Tara, Sassy, I'll let you explain how this is going to work. I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Pretty much it's the same thing. So last week, as you know, we compiled a list of questions for Tony and Alex. And on a few of these, we asked them to guess what the other might say their answer would be. Now, some of these are the same, but the ones that are different tend to become the most interesting. Indeed. And some of these things (laughs) accuse me of selling my body for money. (laughs) Making such a big deal out of this. Well, just, just, uh, okay, shall we just play that stuff first and then go to the live stuff after? Yeah. 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 I mean, that that way. Okay. That way we can refer back to it. Okay. So this is basically, it's pretty much the same as episode 200. The slightly more fun, slightly more quick fire questions, uh, that are searching Alex and Tony's, the the, the depths of our private secret little brains. So, uh, enjoy. And we'll be back in a bit for some live stuff. You may have seen this kind of game played at like wedding receptions a lot, but basically I'm going to be asking both you and Tony a question like who does this more or is more like this, and you answer independently, and then maybe... All right, for instance, here's the first question. Who have you, which of you probably has more Rock Band DLC? Ah, I think I think I do. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check, but I think I've got something near to 300 songs. Not bad, not bad. All right. Be you know, I actually did this yesterday at a wedding. Really? Yeah, versus my wife, and she won. So, this is, <laughs> so, so will I be the wife, or will it be? <laughs> so you're already so you're already primed for this. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start kind of easy. Like, which of you has more Rock Band DLC? Me. You. About how many do you have? Do you think roughly? Um, in the region of about two hundred and twenty, something like that. Not bad. Not bad. I, once again, when I was really into Rock Band, in, in, in Rock Band 2, I used to buy DLC every single week it came out. Yep. Pumped far too much money, and it's something that I don't do now, which is probably a sign of why Rock Band isn't doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I'm still pumping money into them every week. You know the uh, the, the Rock Band thing? Oh god, you had Paul round and he's going to go blah 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 blah. That is exactly what happened. Yeah, what's the surprise? I had Paul round. He just, went blah, just, blah, 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 oh, blah. If blah. you want to win the rock band competition, you can. <laughs> it means very little to me, and it obviously means a lot to you, so go for it. Okay. <laughs> wow. <Definitely>. Life <laughs> changes because of things that I overlooked. <laughs> okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this directly after the thing which, where we talked about the, the rock band numbers. Right. Just edit it back in. So let's go. So first off, Lego Rock Band. We both have 45 tracks on that. Mm-hmm. This is from a, just a general pool of music. We're not talking about whether you've imported it or not. And very significantly, if you've got the disc and you can access those songs, then that counts for your general pool of music. Rockbound 1, I have 53 tracks. You have 67 tracks. <laughs> Tony, Tony, do you own Rockbound 1 on I disc? I do, yes, of course. Yeah, well, there you go then. You have 14 more tracks than European I do. European launch. 
Yep, European launch and the four, uh, I think it was like five tracks that were cut out of, uh, the, of importing into Rock Band 2 because of licensing. So you can technically play them and I can't. Rock Band 2, I have 79 tracks, you have 84. Because of the European launch. Same stupid reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and just basically what is, I, I am not, I am unable to play, but because you have the discs, you are able to play. Rock Band 3, we both have 83. Rock Band Network. Now Paul says, that even though you say you've got ten, a lot of them may simply be demos. Do you know you've definitely got ten? I, I don't know. Sure. I know. Well, I'm going to give Let, you the benefit of the doubt. Let's go five. That then, that no, no. I'm going to say you have ten. Let's say you have ten. I have fourteen. Uh, Beatles Rock Band, you have forty-four. I have forty-four. Beatles Rock Band downloadable content. You have ah, more. Yeah. I have all the Beatles Rock Band downloadable content. That is twenty-nine extra songs. Green Day Rock Band, I have nothing. You have 44. Now, downloadable tracks, I have 289. You have 248. Which brings us to a grand total of Tony, 625. And Alex, 636. <laughs> Your musical e-penis is longer than mine, sir. Congratulations. You know, Sharon actually said, muttered something about measuring penises. Well, I'm shit. Hey, Daniel started it. <laughs> well, I'm proud to lose to your wonderful musical penis, sir. Well, Thank you. Bow to the musical penis. Well, I'm not going to shake your hand. Now but you've, let, now you've physically me, touched us and measured the sizes. And come let me let me tell you, when I get Green Day Rock Band, I will have 44 more. Just, I mean, of a side note, and, and this is really sad, I, I'm so glad that you've kept this up, and obviously nobody's going to compare their e-penis to Paul because Paul's e-penis have... You know, it's like a 50% average chance of having... Any DLC exactly. on Rock Band. But, um, He's please like a please thousand. tell me you're recording this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But what, what is sad to me is all, I would say 90% of my DLC comes from the first year of owning Rock Band 2. Mm-hmm. You don't have all that awesome stuff that came afterwards. Yeah, so there's so much content I don't own now, so, you know, it's probably lethal. I should never go on that store. Just you know what? Just a suggestion, Tony. Come round. I'll whip out my drum set. You'll whip out you your face. Yeah. You can play some of this awesome new material that you haven't heard, and I will jam along with it. I, I reckon it, we should do that. If it makes you feel any better, my gamer score EP penis it doesn't even fit inside this house. That's true. So you know. That's true. So this is you one tiny little thing. weeny one. This is one tiny thing <laughs> that I beat you on, but you smash me down with your giant E penis of Gamer score. Um, <laughs> Gamer score cock. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so totally. Yeah, my answer to that, uh, gre- you know, best uh, uh, game question, Daniel didn't take any thinking about at all. I will never stop loving Rock Band. I, I'm just praying, praying on bended knees that it's exportable to the next generation of Xbox. Yep. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So- because I, I don't think I have I, I don't, my numbers probably don't rival Paul's, but they've got to be close. So yeah, I, there's that's quite a, a lot. Oh, look at Daniel whipping his e penis out now. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, just wanted to say, guys, that uh, uh, mine's bigger than yours. And sassy, how's your penis? Yeah. Here, I have a song for Alex on my penny whistle. <laughs> that's not her penny whistle, that's her e penis. Nice. Oh, okay. wow. Oh, that's, 
in there. That looks so good. Okay. I don't know if you saw the the video of me doing my mean uh, penny whistle solo. Mm. Check it out on YouTube, baby. Which of you probably has more plastic peripherals and such littering Tony. in the house? Tony. Tony. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tony. A thousand times Tony. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, whenever I stop using something, I just sell it on eBay. I think if I don't, if I need this again, I'll buy another one. And it caused me problems sometimes because I'm like, damn, why did I sell that? Just borrow it from Tony. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a difficult one because Alice has got loads of guitars, and I've got a drum. Now I don't know the answer because I've got one, two, three pieces of plastic. Uh, furniture. <laughs> I think Alex has more than more than that in guitar, so I'm going to say Alex. Interesting. We did a full peripheral check, and I have 20 in the house. But, as I suspected, Tony thrashed me by a country mile on peripheral ownage with the following. Two guitars, one ion drum set, three mics, one mic stand, one turntable, five Xbox 360 pads, two PS3 pads, two Wiimotes, two nunchucks, three GameCube pads, one PS2 pad, two original Xbox pads, one PlayStation 1 pad, two Mega Drive pads, one NES pad, two Dreamcast pads, one slightly chewed, a PlayStation Move controller and navigator, an Xbox Live Vision camera, a PlayStation Eye, a fight pad, a chat pad, and a Microsoft Kinect, giving Tony a grand total of 40 peripherals. Who's more likely to throw a controller out of frustration? Uh, I've never seen Tony actually throw a controller. I've heard about him talking about getting upset, but I always feel like if Tony would get upset, he'd just sort of get up and leave the room. Um, whereas I would um, question the <laughs> the sexuality <laughs> of the character on screen. And I have actually, thanks to uh, thanks to Grand Theft, I haven't mentioned this before. Thanks to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, I've smashed a PlayStation pad and two light switches on two completely separate occasions. <laughs> I've got to stop. I've got to not play that game. In fact, I bought it again recently as therapy. So, like, if you can get through this without losing your temper, then you can be a good dad. And so far I have. I just stopped playing when it got really frustrating. How far are you in? Like, hour and a half? Uh, I've just gotten out of the main area. So, I'm, luckily, I'm away from CJ's horrible friends. Um, so, yeah, I'd be more likely to smash a pad. I've smashed... Um, two Master System pads in my time. Uh, I think at least one Mega Drive pad. Um, two Dual Shocks, definitely. Uh, I've never smashed an Xbox pad. Yet. Maybe I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more likely to throw a controller out of frustration? Me. Alex. Both of us. <laughs> Both of <them, yeah. laughs> I think Alex, Alex is a, an emotional guy uh, and is more likely to do it. But secretly, you know, I, I'm portrayed as the passive guy. Yeah, I've, I've kicked the living shit out of my controller in the past. <laughs> I've, that thing's been off walls, off sofas, out the door. I might have been upstairs playing a game. I threw it out of the window. Uh, and because it's, it's the safest thing, you, you know, that there will be no touching of the TV. Uh, or the consoles, but that controller is fair game. It's probably why I've got through about five controllers through, so far on the 360 alone. Which games uh, did it? GTA will be one. Funny, that's that's what Alex said that's too. That's the same story as Alex. Yeah, he broke a light switch because of that. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and anything with a ridiculously high difficulty curve. Uh, and, al- and also, uh, for anyone who plays FIFA will understand this, if you lose in the last minute of FIFA against somebody online, that controller... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's forfeit. 
I'm going to say both of us, although Alex will admit that it's probably him, but it really is probably both of us. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, I know this doesn't quite apply as much anymore, but uh, you, you guys knew each other when you were younger. Which of you is the biggest flirt? Hmm. Probably me. Uh, I don't know. It depends. If, if when we get the most popular girls of the internet on again, it'll be like a race to see who can drop the most double entendres. <laughs> We're as bad as each other, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so bad. Uh, but, but, you know, I think I might be a bit more flirty around strangers than Tony. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, I think Alex was always game for a flirt. I was a bit more shy. Uh, the, the, the story I always tell, it wasn't until I got married that I grew enough confidence to ask any woman that I would want to ask probably out. Uh, because suddenly there's that confidence thing that like, oh, man, I made this happen once. I can probably make this happen again. Oh, now I don't have the ability to. But Alex was uh, actively on the game a lot more than me. On the game? Okay, I just want to set the record straight here, folks. I was not a prostitute. I, know, I was, I was just a, a bit more. I'm gonna say I was a bit more fussy with my picking. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Alex. Alex was a bigger flirt. All right, and still is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this this is actually kind of unrelated, but I was told uh, Alex alluded to something really vague and confusing and intriguing about you in a pizza box that he said I should ask you about. <laughs> oh, it's such a sweet story. Um. My wife Liz, um, as Lyra Sierra, many people know her as well. Um, we dated previously in, in, be high school, it was a secondary school in, in the UK. Yeah. And, uh, I dated for about a year. As I said, I pursued my football career uh, and dumped her, then, uh, went out with her best friend. Not <laughs> the smartest move in life. I will, I will fully admit this now. Um, and that lasted for a couple of years as well. See, I, I'm a nice guy. I tend to, <laughs> once, I, once I found a woman, I tend to treat her nice for a very long period of time. Um, and obviously that eventually dwindled. And when I was, I think I was 18, maybe 19, I think I was 19 actually. Um, I, I went, I was in Morrison's. Oh, at the time it would have been Safeways, which is just a big, actually you've got Safeways in America. Uh, <laughs> so I was in Safeways and, um, I walked past the deli aisle and, this girl behind the counter said, hello, Tony. And I went, hi. And she went, you have no idea who I am, do you? And I went, I recognize the face. And she said, well, I'm Liz. And I was like, Liz? Who's Liz? Liz what? Liz who? <laughs> and she went, Liz? And I went, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Um, oh. And they kind of, yeah, just kind of like, oh, yeah, I, oh, my God. And you know, I was there with my mum, believe it or not. I was, you know, I don't need to just really start driving. So I was taking her around the supermarket, you know, drive anywhere at that period of time. Yeah. And... I, I kept walking around the supermarket going, oh my god, that's Liz. You know, we dated once. <laughs> that's Liz. Hasn't she grown up? But well, she's a woman now, you know. Um, and I don't know what came over me. I just, I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. It, it really, you know, things started sparking off in my head. And I went up to her and I said, okay, yeah, I, I really do remember you now. And she's like, all oh, right, hi. And we kind of got chatting and, and I said, for no reason at all, any chance of having your number? <laughs> and she went all flustered, like, oh, oh, yeah, um, sure. And the only thing she had to have was a pizza box. And it wasn't just any old pizza. It was like a pizza dish, but you put the pizza on because she was obviously making pizza behind the deli. <laughs> and it was covered in tomato ketchup, and she scribbled her number down there and Aww. gave it over to me. And uh, I wish I kept that because that was, uh, you know, a, a week later I rung and... Uh, we, yeah, we dated for a while and married and, yeah, I think what we're in, coming up to 12 years together. So, yeah, 
That's the <laughs> That's most romantic story. thing I've ever heard involving a pizza box. So. That is. So <laughs> a, a crusty old tomato ketchup pizza, pizza box and uh, a lot of backstory history of me dumping her <laughs> for football and her best friend uh, eventually would mean that uh, we, we managed to see each other again. And she she clearly remembered. The reason I must have dated her best friend was that she would remember me for many years how badly I hurt her. Aww. And um, the, the only thing I'll add to that story is that... Um, her, her mum didn't forget that I dumped her for her best friend. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Took me many years to convince her that wasn't going to happen again. Uh, so, <laughs> that's that's the pizza box story. Oh, well done. Which of you is most likely to get yourself lost somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably me. Um, I, I have an innate sense of direction, which is only wrong 40% of the time. <laughs> Alex, he's a proven track record of this. <laughs> Only recently did he find himself lost while running. We're talking about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think uh, some of that comes because he doesn't drive. He, his spatial direction is maybe a bit, a bit way over the place. Uh, let's see. Uh, which of you is a better cook? Uh, I'd, s- Ooh. I'd say me. I mean, I've had Tony Sh- uh, Shepherd's pie and, and chili, and they're good. Uh, but uh, I love cooking I really love it I've never heard Tony wax on about how much he loves cooking maybe he does I don't know Tony oh I don't know actually I think Alice and me need to have a cook off I think you do actually I make an absolute wicked chilli uh, he told me he told me your chilli is good my claim to fame is chilli I, I know how to do a decent chilli <laughs> so, uh, but Alice doesn't know how to make you know, he does things great with peppers whenever I eat anything around his house it's always with peppers in it. <laughs> there you go which of you holds your liquor better <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony? I'm, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm a lightweight because I uh, don't drink much at all. Tony has drunk a lot more than me and suffered for it probably a lot more than me. But neither of us are really particular drinkers. Okay. I'd say if if um, if we were like going for a pint off, it would be interesting to see who could hold it longest. That would be interesting. I don't think we've ever done that. We should do that. We should arrange that at one of our, like at a meetup or a convention or something. I No, not with you, man. I don't <laughs> want to waste the time that we could spend with you being drunk and puking. Christ, no. I never do that. I mean, I, frankly, I, I don't want to spend the, the few amounts of uh, time I ever get to see Tony in the flesh throughout the year being drunk either. But I am intrigued by your question. <laughs> uh, this is my own curiosity. How far apart do you guys live from each other? Mm-hmm. Used to be about 25 minutes away uh, while we, when we started the podcast. Now we're a good, what is it, like hour, hour and a, hour and a quarter now. It's mm-hmm. a long way. Oh, Which is obviously, yeah, for an American slash Canadian, not far at all. You go that far to get a pizza. But, um, <laughs> but for us, it's, it, it's not just the, the distance. It's the Tony works 60 goddamn hours a week. Wow. And um, it's, the, the amount of time he gets to actually just breathe out is so short. Uh, that it's it's tough to um, arrange times to meet up. Also, Lyra's something of a pain. She's getting better these days, so I might be able to keep her under control throughout the whole day. But, you know, basically around about the mid-afternoon, if she hasn't had a nap, she is unmanageable. Speaking of competitions we need to get you guys involved with, which of you holds your liquor better? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should test both of these things and have well, it videotaped. I mean, obviously, Alex, is yeah, he, he's not a teetotal. He, he does socially drink. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I... Do not drink to excessive, without doubt. But uh, I can be found on a pub doing pub quizzes and, and stuff uh, <laughs> of, a, of a random night. Um, uh, yeah, I, I certainly you know give me more than 
I'm say probably four pints at that point, and I'm like, yay! I don't need this. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a heavy drinker by any stretch of imagination, but yeah, I do drink more, which is not really a claim to fame, I don't think. Oh, no, no, but still, interesting yeah. to hear. Which of you two is the messiest? Probably Tony, because I would have the most problem with the mess. We're about as clean as each other, but like if 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 there's mess all over the room, I can't relax until it's all cleared up. Right, like no. if if there's a pair of shoes in the middle of the floor, the middle of the floor, I won't put them somewhere. <laughs> Whereas I think Tony would probably just go, that's just a pair of shoes. Uh, you know, I don't know. He he could let that pair of shoes lie. Which of you two is the messiest? Alex. Although he's very organisation in, in his like his DVD collections and stuff, um, I had a mum that cleaned every single day when I was at home, yeah. and that rubbed off on me. Uh, <laughs> I do tend to obsessively clean stuff <laughs> for no reason. Um, so yeah, pro- I don't want to say me, but that sounds so bad. Alex, it, Alex is clean. Right <laughs> uh, which of you has better taste in music? Me. Me. <laughs> I know. I have a broader taste in music. Tony likes some, some good stuff, but uh, I I know a, a lot about music. I taught Paul the basis for everything he knows about music. <laughs> he, you know, he, he'd go that. Oh, maybe fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, around the rock band time, I was trying to introduce him to all these bands like uh, uh, Foo. Well, I think he probably knew about Foo Fighters, but definitely he credits me with Pearl Jam. I actually credit it to Beavis and Butthead. When I watched that a lot in the uh, early 90s, there were so many obscure groups from um, from around that era in the 80s that I just got into music that way, more so than ever watching MTV or anything, because they gave a little, little dose of perspective on them. Uh, which of you has better taste in music? I think probably Alex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some terrible cheesy pop stuff that I like. <laughs> I think we all, all deep down have to admit there is some terrible cheap pop stuff we all like yeah but i probably like it far too much <laughs> um, yeah i think without doubt alex is you know he, he certainly has the greater knowledge of music i i, I like I, I am who i am i like my, <laughs> my cheesy stuff just as much one day i'm gonna edit the show where i just put my music in there and it would be quite funny to listen to <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to hear that Although we do share a lot of, I mean, quite often, you know, listen back to the podcast and, you know, there's music choices he had in there. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff like, oh, yeah, that's an absolute classic tune, so. <laughs> Which of you is more likely to one day get into a full-blown fight with somebody? Me. You? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's a sort of a, a pressurized situation, I've, I've not, never got into a fight, but I'm always ready for one. I'm not sure if Tony is. He's, he's probably gotten into a lot of play fights and maybe some more serious ones with his brothers, but uh, I'm always ready to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if, if anyone came at Lyra or Sharon, I would snap their goddamn nose bones back into their heads. <laughs> uh, I believe, uh, like, I don't know, was somebody with Tony playing with string and bricks growing up? I, I feel like he's maybe he's just like always struggling to contain his power. Maybe. I, I just think, well, it's, all he has to do is brush them with his fist and they'd fly backwards, so it wouldn't really be a fight so much. He just has to sort of look at them in that way. Probably Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and, and, and the easiest way to describe this is, obviously Paul, um, he described me as the most laid-back person he knows. That's actually changed a, a little bit. I think the older you grow, the more, the less tolerant you get of stupid people. Um, and that certainly has happened to me. But I, 
the, the rules I live my life by is that you have to lo- look at everything on the bright side of life, or there has to be a funny situation. So I, I do lots of jokes, lots of just funniness. Quite often it gets me in trouble because someone's trying to be serious and I'm just sitting there making a, being the guy making the joke in the corner <laughs> out of it, which really annoys people, uh, which means might mean I end up in the fight anyway. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much a, a calm and relaxed person, mainly because I, I, you're Patrick, you know, uh, quotey maybe, but you know, I, we only, we're only on this world once and to spend it being angry at, at stuff, at anything in life is just ridiculous. So enjoy it and if it means just having a laugh uh, and sometimes just, you know, if somebody upsets you, just go, oh well. That's a healthy, that's a healthy perspective. I like that. And then all the better for it because if you let things just build up, what's the point? It's just, yeah. I, I truly believe, you know, although there is some absolute arseholes in this world, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I truly believe nobody actually goes out there to, to annoy or harm anybody, uh, unless you're on Twitter, in which case that's its sole purpose, uh, to just, just to, uh, annoy people, which is quite funny, which I enjoy doing anyway, so maybe that's what I let off my scene. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm very much a, a chilled out person. They're closely tied to that, um, which of you is more likely to spend a night in jail for any reason? Spend the night in jail. Yeah, I'm, I'm nothing like long-term stay, just like for some sort of a... I guess it could be any kind of length of stay, but uh, just for... Knocking over a dustbin in Shaftesbury. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably more likely to do something silly than Tony is. Maybe. I, I, I never go out, so it's difficult to get sent to jail for anything. <laughs> That's a difficult one. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh... I can probably Alex and me, both Alex and me defending the honour of some fair maiden on a on a land far, far away. Nice. Yeah. In England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any annoying sounds and if so can you impersonate them for me <laughs> the only annoying sound Tony makes he's neurotic about and I'd be terrible to mention it but it's saying specifically rather than specifically <laughs> he says every time 
every time, specifically. And he knows he does it, but it's fine. The way Tony, uh, the, the, some of Tony's things, that, have you ever heard of spoonerisms? Yes. Okay, it's kind of like that sometimes. Tony will come up with something by combining two phrases, uh-huh. uh, and I'm not sure if he knows he's doing it, but sometimes they're genius. He, he referred to something, it might have been the 3DS or something, as the white elephant in the room, which is um, <laughs> a combination of a white elephant, which is uh, a, yeah, a creature yeah. that costs more than it's worth to yeah. keep. So it's kind of useless, although it, it looks good, it's kind of worthless. And yeah. the elephant in the room is the thing that's huge, but you don't talk about. So the white elephant in the room... <laughs> is the pointless bit of expensive tat that you don't mention <laughs> because you can't. I did I hear that, that on the show. I love how Tony does that. I was wondering if that and was... You always know, uh, even if it is quirky, you know exactly what he means when he says it because it's in context. Uh-huh. So, I yeah, was, I, I really enjoy that about the show. I was wondering if that was an English phrase or... Because here we have uh, white elephant parties mm. at Christmas time, and what you do is you bring a gift that you don't want uh-huh. Like that somebody else gave you, like it might be an ugly sweater or old lamp or something. Oh, does that end up as a Yankee swap? Uh, yeah, that's, they're also called Yankee swaps, but we call them. Yeah, like- no, I, uh, I kind of force everyone to do that every couple of years for Christmas. I'm like, right, <laughs> go out, buy something for a fiver. It can be anything, or just give us one of your old presents that you didn't want for Christmas, and we'll do that. And yeah. one year, we got loads of people in on it, and it was great. And we ended up with this hideous Czechoslovakian female builder doll. I don't know, it was, <laughs> I bought it from a pound shop, and it was the cheapest, shittiest doll ever. It couldn't even hold its saw. It was worth it just for that. Every year, Paul buys five pounds worth of scratch cards. That's uh, his thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever ends up with them ends up with one pound. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think Tony will say is your uh, annoying sound or phrase? Yeah. or? Um, possibly just the laughing. I have an explosive laugh, you may have noticed. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I laugh when I shouldn't. And sometimes I laugh in the middle of people talking, and sometimes I laugh so loud and abrasively that uh, it actually puts off the whole conversation. I don't know, maybe that? Um, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. Hmm. <laughs> well, it, it'd probably be something about me being overly loud or boisterous. And yeah, interestingly enough, whenever I go to uh, you know hang out with them and I'm just quiet and placid, they go, what's wrong? Uh-huh. Nothing, just being normal. This is me normal from now on. What's wrong? Seriously. <laughs> So it's like I've got a play to type. Uh, and the other thing that I really hate about that is that sometimes it's very easy to go, oh, Alex, when we're in sort of public company and just sort of dismiss yeah. what I'm saying because, like, I'm just so big and loudmouthed. And, yeah. and that is annoying because sometimes I actually do have a serious salient point to make and I'm just being dismissed offhand. <laughs> oh, no, I've got to think back for hundreds of hours. <laughs> oh, come on. I can think of some. I can think of some for both of you. <laughs> Probably sighing. Alex does that. If if he doesn't agree with you, he goes, you know, he. And and it's one of those ones that cuts right through you. You like, oh god, what have I just said to upset? Uh, I I don't know. Probably that. Probably just the. uh. (laughs) There we go. Uh, So what do you think uh, Alex would say for you? Nobody who ever wants that. Uh, deconstruct themselves, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you have basic, to say- pro- I don't know, probably basically. I, I try not to say that anymore. <laughs> Go on, spoil me then. What's, I'm what's not going to spoil you. This is a uh, surprise for the game show. I honestly don't know what sound I make. Um, 
There you go. Um, I'm going to go with um, that's that's the curse of Alex and his editing process. <laughs> oh, that he takes out all your bad things. <laughs> yes. Um, um, um. <laughs> did a, he did a fantastic remix with all the erms from his? Oh shows. yes, I remember that one. Which, uh, that's funny. Which was, I'll have to find the episode because it, it yeah it so many people do it because it's such a natural turn to fall back on. Question is, who is who are the top three on your no questions asked list? <laughs> now you know the no questions asked list, right? Do I need uh, as to in, like um, you can bone this person no questions asked from your other significant other. Yes. Uh, so I've bone these for people. Right, <laughs> Tony's list. What's your list first? Oh, what's my list? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna probably say. You can't choose me because that will make Sharon mad. Ah, damn. I'm going to probably say... I'm not going to say anyone who actually listens to the show. Even if it <laughs> yeah, works. Well. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's the rules of a list. It can't be somebody you can act like. It can't be like the girl who works down at the gas station or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Janine Garofalo in the 90s. Oh, Tori okay. Ates again in the 90s. I'm just trying to think of any any woman who who's just been going ha, but usually it's actually some sort of an in, intellectual engagement. Like you know, for example, just what I just said, a comedian and mm-hmm. a poet. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I like the caveat of it's got to be in the '90s as well. What <laughs> doesn't it, it have to be of, in the '90s? Who's hot? You know, when you get to my age, you just like sort of, ah, that's for other people. No. When you get you to know. your age, give me a break. <laughs> Sorry. The good thing about getting older is that more people are attractive to you. Because mm. you, you're still, you know, the younger people are still attractive, but then you start getting attracted yeah, to the older people, you, too. You don't like the older people, but then, yeah, you go into <laughs> yeah. them. Good point. So, yeah, you become Anyways. more sexually as you get older. You're like, ah. Oh. All these people I want to bone. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, this isn't about like having a relationship. It's about having imaginary sex with one person one night. Yeah. <laughs> in so, I, think, I think on reflection, I'd keep Tori Amos, but replace Janine Garofalo in the 1990s with her contemporary equivalent, queen of geek comedy, Felicia Day. And for my third, not just Katie Sackhoff, but the fictional character of Starbuck, whom she plays in Battlestar Galactica. I mean, you know, while we're working purely with hypothetical sexual situations, why not go hog wild and totally into the fantasy zone? Okay, and as for Tony's, I have no clue. I know he used to have a thing for Pam Greer, after Jackie Brown, and only for a few years. But yeah, he, he really liked her. Um, he's prob- she's probably not on his list, especially not now. Let me think... 
Stalin. You gotta kind of think of his favorite musicians and films. Mm-hmm. Um, kinda wanna say Jade Raymond of Ubisoft. <laughs> Alright, so we have Pam Greer in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Oh god, I don't know. Who's one other woman? <laughs> Julianne Moore in Magnolia. No, Boogie Nights. Okay. Um, really? See, he likes certain female artists. Alicia Keys. <laughs> I don't know. Angelina, Angelina Jolie. She's on everyone's list. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you know what? Actually, you know what? I'm going to say Julia Stiles. All right. Which one is Julia Stiles again? Um, she was in 10 Things I Heard About You and the Bourne Trilogy. Okay. I don't, I know the name and I recognize her, but can't off the top of my head visualize her. Um, I think Mitchell for a while as well. I could be wrong. Let me think. I don't, you know, as far as I can tell, Tony only has eyes for Liz. Aww. <laughs> we'll find out when I ask him the same questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so oh. who's yours? <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know why I wasn't expecting that question. Who would you want to? Who's on your list? It's a really obvious one, and it still holds water to me. I still think Kira Knightley, although okay. she is pretty, she is pretty skinny. I I grant you that, but there's yeah. just something about her her looks and her face, and certainly okay. if something like Bennett like Beckham, I think she could be a bit more tomboy than you know than our I I still say she's a good actress when she puts her mind to it. Uh huh. So if Kira Knightley said Tony, then yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I'm another woman. See, this is when you, you know, when you're deeply in love with your wife. None of this pops up in your mind. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, do you know if if I had to if I had to uh, find a persuasion to go the other way, um, then and it's another cliche one. I reckon George Clooney would be so smooth and so gentle. <laughs> he really would, most nice. definitely. No. Nice. Um, yeah. He would lead me to the dark side, I'm sure. <laughs> Many <laughs> blokes would agree. One more. Yeah, that's... Oh, come on. you got to do one more. Out of all the women in the world, there's no woman that you'd have, like, a little fling with. <laughs> well, this is it. I haven't put my mind to it. I've never had this option. This is why. I'm You've curious. never had... Oh, see. I don't know. Is it more of an American thing? Because we all talk about this. I'm sure Alex had three people straight away. Uh, you know, job done. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had to think about it, too. <laughs> if I think about it, I'll bring this... I'll, yeah, I, I might have to get him to edit one one in. Or I'll, I'll tell you on the night of... Like, oh. <laughs> I just remembered. So, yeah, George Clooney would persuade me to go to uh, the the other side. Uh, and Kira Knightley would be the, the woman that I truly... Truly love just to spend a night with. I don't, know I, I don't know if I could date her for more than a month, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've never been good at. See, this this is what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like my mum. Oh, you need to be prepared. But no, no, not at all. I just, you know, it's it's not something you know I particularly think about. You know, my lust for other women is is it's obviously been pretty stilted by my uh, my gorgeous wife. <laughs> good job on her she's done it Look, I hadn't even realised this before but she's managed to inst- install that into me that's good oh god alright so who do you think Alex would choose I, you know I honestly don't know <sighs> choose three his for lust, him then his lust for other women 
Um, Natalie Portman. I don't know. Um, Liv Tyler. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, like Lord of the Rings characters. Okay. That is, see, that's pretty terrible. He he's never really. I don't think we've ever really talked about that. <laughs> You're right. We do need to do more personal stuff in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you have Liv Tyler. I can't, I can't even come up one for me, let alone what with who Alex fancies in, in in life. So what did you say, Liv Tyler and Natalie Portman? Yeah. Okay, come up with one more. I can't even remember who. Oh, I remember who he said. <laughs> I just need to pick a a, a I don't know, Charlie Sparrow. There we go. That's a, a random, nice-looking one. That's definitely not his answer, but that's not you know for lack of sitting here. And, Exploring my brain for the next five days and still not come up with the right answer. Friends sing together. La 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 la. Friends do things together. La 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 la. Friends laugh together. Ha 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 Friends make graphs together. La 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 la. Friends help you when you're in danger. Friends are people who are not strangers. Friends help you shift into a new place. Tell you if you've got food on your face. Friends are the ones on whom you can depend. He's my friend. He's not my friend. Friends are the ones who are there in the end. He's my friend. They're not my friends. If you trip over, I'll catch you fall. If you kick my dick, I won't break your balls. If you get drunk and vomit on me, I'll make sure you get intrinsically. If you cross the road and a truck struck you, I'll scrape you up and reconstruct you. I'll cheer you up if you're depressed. If you get murdered, I'll avenge your death. Friends walk together. La 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 la. Pop and lock together. Me and him together. La 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 la. Me and Jim forever. Friends go jogging at the track. Friends borrow money, never pay it back. Friends do not let friends do crack. Friends go out and grab a snack. Friends drink beer in the sun. Unlike girlfriends, they don't mind if you have more than one. Friends tell you when your flies undone. Your flies undone. My uncle John had a special friend. They dressed alike. His name was Ben. I've never seen two friends like them. They were very, very friendly men. Boom la 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 la. Boom. Friends, friends, friends. Boom la 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 la. Friends, 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 you know, I picked up. She's hot, but she not, is hot. Ten years ago, and but then again, I did specify in the nineties. So you know, we, we maybe call this their one in uh, nineteen ninety-eight. Devil's Advocate, nice. And isn't it weird? Because I think, well, both you and me, we we tripped over this question, which should have been something that was straight off the top of our minds. And it, we were referring to women really that existed in our youth, rather than you know what we've been doing yeah. now, which is kind of strange. It's not that strange. Basically, it's who we lusted after when we were single, and now that we're not single. We just kind of we think back to the women we lusted after then because whenever we look at women now we think unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> just just give yourselves another ten years of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so you say. You know when you hit thirty. Uh, I'll be married seventeen years this this uh, June. So. Uh-huh. But, you know, my husband and I, we've always pointed out good-looking people for each other, so... Actually, you know, I think we can't go on without hearing what yours are. Oh, mine are? See, now I'm going to be all like, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't tell you my list. It's laminated. Tell you, tell me your list. <laughs> you keep it in a little laminated card around your neck, right? I want to, I want to see the, the high-class people Daniel's going to talk about. Yeah. You don't, I've been you thinking don't about this anyone. ever since re- listening to the, ever since listening to this. I was like, I don't even have a list. I was you see? Thinking, you oh, see? He doesn't have a list. It's not as easy as you think. Oh my gosh. You're I can name three out of the top of my head. That we're all like, oh, but we're geeks. We're just dying to have sex with women. Kara <laughs> can go first, cause she has hers off the top of her head. Okay. okay. Weird Al Yankovic, George <laughs> and John Travolta. Hang on, John who Travolta. Was the one? You... I was too busy laughing. John yeah. Travolta. <laughs> John Doey Cheeks Travolta. Crazy Scientologist John Travolta. Possibly gay John Travolta. I think we're missing the important part. Weird Al? Wake up, wake up, grab a brush and put a little makeup. I just start to fade away the shake up. Wipe your teeth up on the table. Here you go, create another fable. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. I just start to fade away the shake up. Wipe your teeth up on the table. I don't think he's I, I think mean, John Travolta oh, actually yes. upset Will Howe. Oh, yes. I find Weird Al sexier than I find John Travolta. Maybe, no, okay, you could specify John Travolta in Greece. John Travolta, um, Vinny Barbarino, John Travolta. Ah. Okay, what was the middle one? Because we all missed that laughing. George R. R. Martin. George R. Binks. <laughs> George R. R. Martin, as in no. Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin. Oh, Game of Thrones. The, okay. Author, yeah. He's an old man with a beard. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> How's Charlie's fearing looking now, Al? Hey? Hey? Yeah, she's looking hey? lovely. <laughs> but yeah, Weird uh, Al, sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And? Uh, maybe Richard well, was- Cheese. Um, Richard Cheese! I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. When angels deserve to die Je ne pensais pas vous trust Dans mon self-righteous suicide Je cry When angels deserve to father, father I think there's a possibility we could use up 40 minutes just talking about this. So, Sassy, <laughs> what are yours? Okay, mine would be... I just be, want to say, Tara um, really likes her funny singing men, and yet she didn't mention yes. Jonathan Colton or Tim Minchin. No. Well, he doesn't really like Jonathan Colton. What is not the... Oh, but Ch- Richard Cheese is just tear hotness. <laughs> Die, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
Uh, mine would be James Marsters, but he has to be dressed as Spike from Buffy. That's like. on Sharon's list. Yeah. That's on Lisa's <laughs> list as well. That's uh, Dan- Daniel does. Craig. For Daniel sure. Floyd? Daniel Craig. No. <laughs> Daniel well, Craig. I like cartoon Daniel Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, does it have to be a real live person? No, in fact, my if you remember was uh, my we and I also we edited it, and I've said Starbuck, the fictional which, character, which I would agree, okay. again, but she is real. She's not okay. just a fake character. She does. What do you mean, Katie Sackhoff? Yeah, she is. This. Well, she, Katie Sackhoff isn't exactly like Starbuck. You, yeah. I mean, she's also fantastic. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't say no. Well, if we're going non-fictional, He-Man. Seriously, yeah, he's, he's, he's a cartoon, he's cartoon character. Going, I mean, if we're going fictional, He-Man. Like, oh, all about He-Man. And you, I was going to do a game character. <laughs> you've seen what happens when barbarians meet women. They just sort of stand there with their chest rippling, and the women get to look at the camera and sort of, rip, you know, touch their rippling chest, and that's about it. Yeah, but I think it would be fun to scream by the power of Grayskull. Awesome. In the middle as well, which might make <laughs> you get struck by lightning. And his, his cat would watch as well. Sassy, what's your third? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I can go with fictional, it's a game character because I'm in love with Isabella from Dragon Age 2 right now, so <laughs> she'd be third on my list. Got to play Dragon Age 2. See? You see, I'm not the only one who picks the same sex. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> see, I said Nathan Drake to Sharon, and she went, "Nah." I'm like, "What? What do you mean, nah? <laughs> he is, he, uh, you know, uh, you know, you with your George Clooney, me, Nathan Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be him than bone him, but if it came to a toss. <laughs> It might do. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, Pam Greer, our, oh yes. Pamela Greer. Damn right. But yeah, only in Jackie Brown. Wrong with that. <laughs> but would you actually, would you just rather have Jackie Brown rather than Pam Greer? Man, she's such a strong independent woman. Yeah. <laughs> She'd crush you like a twiggler. She would, but I'd enjoy it so much. <laughs> okay. I have a question. So. Do you girls find Vigo Mortensen attractive? As Aragorn, yes, but not uh, necessarily. At times, no. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, I could also say Boromir and Faramir together, please. <laughs> You're not into Legolas, though. No, too girly. I'd hit Orlando. I'd hit well, Orlando, Well, I would too. turn him down if In he asked. face. <laughs> <laughs> right, Al. Liz yep. is going to just say the three names, because she can name them straight off the top of her head. So, ready to record this? Okay. George Clooney. Nice. David Boreanaz. <laughs> David Boreanaz. Yes. And Sean Bean. Ooh, nice. <laughs> hey, Sean Bean. Good choice. <laughs> Sean Bean for sure. Awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Does anybody so... find it disturbing that uh, Tony and Liz chose the same person? No, I, I'm thinking there there's a possible threesome in in the making. <laughs> Sweet. So. Yeah, there, there we go. so See? George is in for it. I mean, he's obviously sex-starved as it is, so he'd be like, oh, great, two people want to shag me. But that took all of <laughs> 20 seconds of me saying, do you have three for your list? Bang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Shag the laminated marriage okay. thing. <laughs> Does it disturb you that the women seem to be able to pull these out of their head a lot easier than the guys? <laughs> Again, Sharon had trouble. She had to keep kick, kicking people off the list. Uh, in the end, James Masters didn't make it. But he was way up there. Uh, it was uh, Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. Odd. Nice. Okay. It, she liked, she loves his He's eyes intense. and his yeah. intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. 
Really? Okay. So quirky. In the Iron funny, Man. Uh, clever. Costume? Yeah, specifically. Well, not the. Co- <laughs> uh, she wouldn't say no in the costume, yeah. but she like. She loves him as Tony Stark and uh, Sherlock Holmes, and mm. uh, yeah, he was great in um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as well. Um, but the third one, I think you girls are probably gonna concur on this one. David Tennant, specifically <laughs> as the Doctor. <laughs> That now I said good. he'd be—he he would never pay you any attention. The Galifrian, if you actually had sex with him, would be thinking about twenty other things at once. Yeah. You'd never get his full attention. Yeah, All I would need is a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, that was—that was pretty much it. And, and also, David Tennant would definitely get some on his own. Even <laughs> I'm assuming would probably be a bit more considerate than the Doctor. <laughs> Okay, so should we move on from this somewhat seedy thing, or Dan, have you actually f- figured on some? I haven't figured a list, but I could. Re- I did remember like two that I remember having kind of like crushes on when I was younger. Uh, Marie Curie, um, Bodicea, Cleopatra, <laughs> the great women from history. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I remember uh, Lily Sobieski at one point. Like I had a crush on her Jesus. when I was younger. Well, and, after um, watching Deep Impact. Uh, I can't remember what I watched her in. Yeah. Yeah. She was I'm in Eyes Shut as well. And um, I don't even know what her name is, but um, the girl in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Me, uh, uh, Jennifer Grey? No. No. Oh, I'm not or the... But that's, that's the I, best I kind agree, of list, so. you see. I can't even remember her name. See, you already, it's just wiped off your mind. Mia Sara. It's happened, it's over with. Mia Sara, she was also in Legend, and I'm assuming you want her then, not now. Hmm. I assume so. I haven't seen anything else she's in, so... She's still a handsome woman, but she's 50. Hey, nothing wrong. Probably knows her way around. (laughs) With that. (laughs) Okay. Right, so, uh, Tony, I've got a couple of questions for you. Why do you? (laughs) Now, this is live. Now we can't hide our answers away from each other. Right, okay, so one, what was your greatest gaming session, the time which you actually considered to be an absolute triumph of gaming for you? Oh, wow, now I've got to do this live, I've got to think about this. Yep. The magic of editing. <laughs> I hear I leave all the dirty secrets in. Um, the greatest gaming. Well, so the the thing I'm most proud of. Yes. Ooh. Do you have one? By any chance? Yeah, actually I do. Um, I mean, you've obviously had a bit of time to think about this, but yeah. No, I thought about this immediately. It's always sort of stayed with me as that was a good time. Go on then. In- enlighten me and I'll, I'll see if I can come back to it. Right, do you remember when I had to turn my PlayStation upside down? To play? <laughs> Didn't everybody, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was uh, when I was getting close to the end of Final Fantasy VII, and I got, um, you know, after Cloud disappears for a while, and then you get Tifa basically leads the group for a long time, I got from the point where Cloud disappears to um, destroying the Junnan cannon and the, uh, the the flying weapon, which is a lot of hours. And basically, I got home from work and started playing at about 8 o'clock at night, and I finished at about 6 o'clock in the morning. And I was exhausted, but I felt that I had, I had just basically sat through the whole night. And you know, when you're younger, you just go through, you know, you go through the whole night, and then you don't go and have a few hours sleep. You just go, fuck it, I'll carry on going. Uh, And I did, and I went back to work, and I was delirious. Um, But that was a fucking brilliant session. I felt I'd got a lot done. Since then, I actually had similarly, you know, all-night gaming sessions on Warcraft, but I I never really got as much done 
plot advantage. Just sat around, I have always clicking your fingers. Actually, actually, <laughs> I, 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 I bring that back. I will, there's one other time. Um, at the very beginning of World of Warcraft, when I uh, started out, my first character ever, Telemeron, was a uh, night elf. And um, night elves, obviously, fucking miles away from anything, starting off in Teldrassil. Uh, I kind of disregarded the, the logistics of it and ran to Stormwind. With my with my night elf character, it took me all night, and obviously I ended up running through. Um, I think the most inhospitable place along the way is probably oh fucking hell, Theramore. All those that, that, the marsh gators and things like chasing you. Yeah, yeah you're, you're you're like I was a level two maybe maybe level three. I think I made you got, got from level one to level three just by in expi- by seeing new yeah. places. <laughs> yep. uh, and I was just running, 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 and every time a gator saw like saw me from twenty miles away, it would chase me, and I was just being chased and chased, and then corpse running and corpse running, just kept running, 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 and I was like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going, but it seemed like I'm getting closer to. Uh, Iron Forge and then uh, Stormwind. But when I finally got to Stormwind, and I think that's where you learn how to use swords, because of course I was a warrior and I wanted to learn to use swords, and there's no way to learn that on Telrassil back back in the day. I felt so fucking chuffed with myself, but I had been shot to pieces to get there. So what what character were you? What, a you night elf warrior. See that that was the stupid thing is you're going to have to go back there to learn a load of night night elf abilities anyway. Ah, but I had my hearthstone set. True. So I just, I walked back, but because I'd actually set the griffin paths along the way, I could get back to uh, Stormwind relatively, <laughs> relatively easily. But that I was chuffed. By going, can I have some gold, please? Please, gold? just go <laughs> forth. I need some gold. Well, no, I didn't need to go back to Stormwind so much after that, but uh, and I, I went back and did all the rest of Tilda still the proper way. <laughs> but I, I needed to, it was, a, it was a great way to see the world of yeah. Warcraft. And I, I actually ended up completely lost at some time. I ended up in enemy territory and going completely the wrong way around. And at one point, I was stuck in a hole. And I had to, <laughs> I had to contact a moderator to get me out of the hole. DM, yeah. <laughs> I so, yeah. fell in the hole. Please help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, Tony, anything that made you feel like, yes, now that was an achievement. I, I've got one that I will talk about in a second. But listen to stupid stories like that. I I love Scotland and I go to Scotland quite often. Uh, it's a, such a beautiful place. Um, but I have a tendency of taking consoles with me for the the long dark evenings, and I can safely say I completed pretty much from start to finish Knights of the Old Republic in Scotland uh, on a week's holiday, just every night just sitting down and playing that, which is ridiculous. And uh, half of Lost Odyssey. And the greatest thing about that was. Um, my my mother and father-in-law do not care about games at all. Uh, my mother-in-law now actually does, you know, she she loves a DS, so you know she she has grown to appreciate them. But she really got into the story, the back end story of Lost Odyssey, which is quite a proud moment. It's like, wow, you can see RPGs are great. Nice. They're funny ones. But um, I think my most magic moment is is Halo Three, mm-hmm. getting it on the day before its release. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and there was me. Uh, my friend Jambo, Shiny, and Nero, uh, good Xbox Live buddies. We all got it on the day before release, and it came through the post about the same time, about 8 o'clock in the morning. We sat down, we played it on Legendary, four-player co-op, and completed it that day. And uh, even got the Legendary ending, and everyone was hush-hush through the cutscenes because we wanted to see the story. And I just remember going, 
wow, we just did that. We just got the game, you know, the most anticipated game for ages at that point for us. And we've just done it in one day and we've seen everything and it was, you know, such a fantastic experience because none of us knew how the levels are going to play out so we died a lot. But it's just, I don't know, it was a, it was a co-op thing but I think they're the best. Mm. It's when you, you experience those kind of joys of other people. If not, maybe Halo on, on Legendary Solo. Halo uh, Reach is a, is a pretty damn good achievement but, yeah, there's many lists all along the way, but I certainly think the one where you can just get a, a game in the day that you've been desperate to play and then just wreck it, literally. <laughs> Come from <laughs> the other side and go, yeah, I did that. Now what? Mm. <laughs> as gamers do. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Half-Life 2? You beat that really quickly as well in one day. Yeah, I'll try, I tried that with Warcraft once as well. Beat Warcraft in one day. <laughs> have a go. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> so, um, now you guys have been kind of asked the question of what sounds you make that annoy each other. A sigh. Um, a sigh, apparently, yeah. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but I, I, the first part of this question is I want you guys to tell me what you admire most about each other. And then I want to know if there are any bad habits that you've learned from each other over the years of your friendship. <laughs> bad habits, Jesus. Bad habits from each other. Tony yeah, can go first this on is, this one. This is what we call a backhand compliment sort of thing. <laughs> oh, we got a busted load. sandwich. Um, things I admire about Alex, is that the question? Mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For one, putting up with me, that's probably pretty decent. Although, you know, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but yeah. Um, two, f- and, and this is meant to be the fun side of the show, so now we're going to get all preachy and cry. Um, <laughs> for putting so much work into this show, really. Um, obviously, people know how much work Alex puts in here, but Alex tells me on a constant basis how much work he does, and I know how much work he puts into it. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes it's it's hard because, obviously, I, you know, we have a very different uh, lifestyle from each other. Um but, yeah, I think for just always doing that amount of work into the show every single week, uh, sometimes I can't be there to help. Other times, we, you know, we try our best to do it together. So probably that. Okay. And, and have tears, you... tears, 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 man. <laughs> Sorry, I'll talk to you later. No, thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks. Uh, and do you need him to say? Yeah. What are those bad ha- Have you picked up any bad habits from Alex? <laughs> or for that matter, good habits. <laughs> uh, I've become quite more. Uh, well, I'm a bit more disagreeing with people. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was all you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Bit, maybe I've become a, a tad more argumentative with people. I, I've probably learned. Uh, I don't say that's a bad habit of Alex, but I, I've probably learned that from Alex. And some people may class that as a bad habit. See, people who only like. You to be placid would say that was a bad habit. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Hmm. How about how about you, Alex? Well, I, uh, first I tell me what, something you admire about Tony. Okay, I, I admire the fact that Tony works his fucking bollocks off. Seriously, he does something that I could not possibly do all week. Six, Sixty hours last week was it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's like basically what I do that he admires is in working my bollocks off for the podcast. He does the the same, but for his job, and it's it's just the fact that we're both, you know, I'm built to do that. He's built to do that, and um, but I could not conceive of working for that long. I, I just wouldn't be able to. And he he has he's taken on such responsibility for his family. And uh, he, I'm not going to get too personal, Tony, but you've had some hard times in the past couple of years, some personal shit that you've not gone into in the podcast, mm-hmm. and um, and you've gotten through that with a very with 
where a lot of other people would have cracked under the pressure. So for, for just being able to soldier on uh, is admirable to me. I, I think the, the, the important thing to note here is that you know I I enjoy my job, and you know if if I was working in in something that I hated, I would never do those kind of hours. But True. You know, it's it's my own personal thing. This is something I created. You know, going back to the, the conversation about obviously, you know, dyslexia and, and having to kind of forge my way through life. It's exactly the reason I've done it, you know, and I'm not gonna let that go. So if it requires the hours that it puts into it, then you know, it, it's almost in, in some respects the same as the podcast now. You know, it, it kind of it's just it's my thing. This is what I created, this is what I'm gonna push through and this is what I'm gonna do. And sometimes it means stupid hours, other times it means not so stupid hours, but at the same time, yeah, I enjoy it. Not in the winter. I take that back. I hate the winter. Winter can go yeah. and die in a fire. <laughs> in fact, I just how, could, fire. how could winter die in fire? <laughs> if it could, then it would be warm. But no, yeah, it's yeah. I think it's called summer. Oh, summer. <laughs> so you need to move here where gardeners just don't work in the winter because you have nothing ice lakes. All frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not moving somewhere they have ice lakes. Ice that's so thick you can drive a truck on it. <laughs> Why? We have lakes you can boat on. That's more fun. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so Al, what's my annoying habits? Uh, I think, again, that's the kind of flip side of that. You become more argumentative. I may have become a bit more <laughs> allowing people to keep their goddamn opinions. Whereas before, I think I may have been a bit more, maybe a bit more naive, but I, I had a few more principles. And I, I would stick to my guns more. Maybe I'm just uh, uh, more peaceable now. And somewhere inside, I consider that a bad habit. I like to agitate. <laughs> Excellent. So, I'm laughing yeah. because I agree. I, I, I sympathize. <laughs> so, Tony, just in contrast to the first one, uh, worst gaming moment. A moment that made you just go, oh, for fuck's sake! I, I happen to know. I can I can tell at least two. Well, yeah, jumper. <laughs> yep, jumpers one. Ooh, what's my second then? So what's uh, the jumper the one? one? Okay, yeah, tell us the jumper one oh, just for posterity. Jumper is pure. I mean, I, as people know me, okay, like I love achievements. I really do. This is the simple sound of a, a plink and a plonk, and you know, it doesn't <laughs> take much to send me to heaven. Um, honestly. <laughs> so if Liz whispers in your ear while you're, you know. Doing the nasty. If I hear that, then it's oh, yeah. I, like, I achieve something. Yes. Um, and you made know, me experience unfortunately, unfortunately, um, that that habit comes playing with some bad games. Although I've got a lot better of, of late, I don't tend to seek out such terrible games. But Jumper happened to be an awful film with an awful game, and it's it's one of those legendary games where if it doesn't glitch in you and if it doesn't break then you can probably get all a 1,000 game score in about five hours. Um, unfortunately, it did glitch and break on me, and the game is probably the, one of the worst games I've ever played, if not the worst game I've ever played. Um, so it just frustrated the hell out of me that I was trying to do something that was meant to be relatively simple, and the game wasn't allowing me to do it because it got broke. I played it again, and it broke again. And, yeah, it's just it's stuff like that. It's such an unpolished experience, and that... To be honest, that doesn't really happen so much now. So mm. I was surprised that you know at, at that time that the 360 was still allowing that kind of rubbish to you know, infect. Shovelware. Yeah. yeah, pretty. Well, much. you didn't play your Wii all that often over those years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> shoot, shoot that one across the bow of a Wii nose. How nice. <laughs> well, no, no. Every Wii owner who talks about the the excellent Wii games, and there are a fuck ton of really good Wii games. Maybe not a fuck ton, but a good handful um but there are shit t- i'm gonna stop <laughs> <laughs> big hole <laughs> bloop 
I've fallen in a hole. Can you help me out? <laughs> the other one that uh, I know that you fucking hated was the um, uh, the the freezing up on the last song on the uh, was it Blood of Steel two? Ah, uh, 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 basically just comes yeah. for seven so, and a half hours. Yeah, the, the, the Rock Band 2 has a, once again, back to the joy of bleep bloop and achievements. Awesome. Um, there's a, an achievement in there for playing the entire endless set list in one go without stopping. So do not press start. Do not let the controller run out of batteries. Do not do anything, including do not go to the loo. Hence why the name Bladder is still, because you don't really have time. Although being a vocalist, Paul has plenty of time, so you can just sit there and, you know, why everyone doing the big rock endings? As I've it. said, a bucket and a very understanding uh, wife. Yes, anyway, I decided that the best instrument I was good at was the drums, so I was playing hard drums, just do it in one go. And that's a lot of work. That's a lot of physicality, because you, you pretty much, I think it's about seven hours, seven and a half hours to do the entire endless set list to Rock Band 2. So I sat there for seven and a half hours, drumming my little heart out for this wonderful little 25-point achievement. And I got to the not the last song, the one before, so the penultimate song. And uh, I messed up at 99%. I failed the song. Then that is counting as pressing start, pretty much. Um. And it's it's a song called, I think it was Panic Attack. Uh, I may be wrong. But it was a ridiculous, it was a name like that. And I've played that song a whole bunch of times, never struggled with it. But it's just seven hours of exhaustion. And being that close to it, I thought, I've done it, I've done it, I've done it. And then to fail it at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was a pretty... Oh, l- that's got to be worse than Jumper. It's just, yeah, and I don't know, yeah... Because of all that, the effort you put in. At that point, you you really have to take a, you know, a, a, you know, a good look at your life and go, really, is it 25 game of score? You, you're going to be this angry over such just you know, <laughs> such a stupid thing? Are you really going to be... Yes, I was. I took myself out for a number of hours and uh, calmed down. Uh, but I did finish the end of the set list straight after that and played that song again and did it straight away. So... Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to go back and do that because it's, it's a stupid thing. I should probably just do it on easy guitar if I ever were to spend seven hours play that. But thanks for reminding me of that, Al. That'd be Sorry, mate. lost to the ether of bad memories. <laughs> to yourself, your good bad self. What's yours? I think we've already discussed it on the show. It's the the light switch destroying <laughs> moment of uh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas happened twice. I don't know exactly which episode bit it was. I know that the bit where you're on a motorbike. And uh, you're driving along, and the, the idiot on the back of your bike is supposed to shoot guys on a train. And um, he's like, yo, motherfucker, pull upside the train so I can shoot those bitches. And I'm like, oh, God, you horrible, horrible person. And it's this ridiculously scripted moment, and if you don't do it exactly right. And you're on a motorbike, and it's like one split-second decision wrong, and you've slowed down. And like the train gets to some invisible moment, and it's like... Yo, CJ, we lost them. Oh, I was like, just keep going. You know, just keep going. Seriously. It's just so ridiculously arbitrary. I think it might have been that, or just a combination of various similar horrible moments at the beginning stages of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, but it made me smash a light switch, and I actually ended up having to pay for the repair of the light switch. So, you know, when you're so angry it costs you money, <laughs> that's, that's going on your list of worst <laughs> moments ever. And the fact that I did it again is even worse. Okay. Okay.
I was the first brother of five Doing whatever I had to do to survive I'm not saying what I did was all right Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight Being down so long, getting up didn't cross my mind But I knew there was a better way of life And I was just trying to find You don't know what you do till you put under pressure Across 110th Street is a hell of a tester Across 110th Street Pimps trying to catch a woman next week Across 110th Street Pushes won't let the junkie go So, Dan. Uh, first off, do you guys have Best Buy over there, or do you have something similar? It's finally hit here, yeah. It but recently it's opened, like yeah. Four stores, it's not particularly massive. Which of you guys is most likely to walk into and then spend too much money in Best Buy? <laughs> Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never buy at retail price. I always buy online if I can help it. I, this this whole DS or 3DS debate that you know, obviously we've been having on the show for the last few weeks. And Alex is right. I, I do. I do have a tendency to like shiny things. Who doesn't? <laughs> and because I work hard, I kind of like to treat myself with stuff. Sometimes it's you know it's stuff I don't need, and sometimes it is stuff I do need. Well, you definitely have more of a disposable income, as I said, because of the sixty-hour week. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, you're able to. So, as a general rule, if it's a new console, I'll pick it up on day one. Um, yeah. If it's uh, iPad shaped. It, it, it took many, many, many hours of willpower to stop me from going to buy an iPad 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm amazed. Because I, yeah, purely because I just wanted one. Uh, and that's a yeah. lesson you know, that I, we really looked at and said, no, look, seriously, this one's fine. Okay. What about when the iPad 3 comes out, though? Yeah, dude, hello. That's the third one. <laughs> I've got That'll Generation be September. One. That'll be September. So we hear. Yeah, so probably me, but, you know, that's... Who doesn't like... Maybe probably you. I have bought one console <laughs> on, on day of launch... Ever, and that was the Dreamcast. It's definitely you. It's but that's not, not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, no. <laughs> I just, I, I am usually presented with financial difficulties, which mean that I can't, except in some very rare occasions. Next Xbox, day fucking one. And I should have learned my lesson from the PlayStation, so PlayStation 4, day one, because from then on, it's going to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to take stuff out. Yeah. Now, you, you, the last version of the PlayStation 3 will be a shoebox. You put your, C, your Blu-rays in them, and then they mail you a picture of what that should look like. What's your guilty pleasure in gaming? I know it's an, just a, a... I can tell you mine to set up the, the, the scene. Yeah, yeah, tell me yours. Mine is uh, bad movie tie-in games. <laughs> I don't know why, and back to, back to the easy achievements, they normally do have those, but there's just there's something about... Playing a really because at the moment I'm playing Crisis 2 and it's deep and it's involving and uh, you know it, it's quite complex in its structure. I've got Dragon Age 2 next to go up, but be- between those kind of you know big games, I should you know, AAA games or just something a bit more thought provoking, I like to just to cleanse between palettes. And movie games are great for that. There, there's actually a, a lost art of um, kind of 
good, fun kids platforming that these games still have in, which is, you know, it, it kind of reminds, reminds me of the old 16-bit days where people kind of reminisce about that and that stuff's kind of locked away in these old kiddie games. Um, and there's, there's actually some really fun, unique features that a lot of people don't shout about just because it's a, you know, it's just a, a movie tie-in game. And they're not always as bad as you think they are. For sure, they're normally six to seven out of ten games, but there's nothing wrong with playing one of those between, mm-hmm. uh, some of these bigger titles. And I, I just know this, I really enjoy them. Um, I, I look at them and go, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm probably gonna play that one day. Mm. And I come Specifically back to, all the Pixar ones you play then. Yeah, I'm, I'm working my way through all the Pixar titles. Your THQ's yeah. bitch. And um, quite often they don't live anywhere near <laughs> up to the the films. But Wally's a good fun game, um, you know. And yeah, I don't know. That's that's my. I, I love the the palate cleanse with a a fun movie tying game. So I came up with mine while you were doing that. Uh, it actually turned up quite a lot in the fifty games. Uh, actually, I wonder if you can. Yeah, that's your clue. What what can you say? What would that be? Uh, old style brawlers. Yes. Yeah. Because they take absolutely fucking no skill whatsoever. You just push <laughs> right on the joystick and keep hitting punch over and over again. That's if you've got infinite quarters. If you're playing it on MAME or if you've got it just set up on in infinite continues on uh, Xbox Live or something like that, it requires nothing, no input whatsoever. You're just basically watching the fight play out. Um, they're, they're a bit sp- like, for example, playing Metal Slug and giving yourself a mental limit on the, on lives is much better for me than actually having a literal <laughs> limit where Just you get case. to the end of the fucking game and some <laughs> coin-sucking bastard boss steals all of your lives in one go by just not being beatable because that's how they were designed. But I, I got through the first Metal Slug I think on thirty uh, thirty lives, which is their limit if you actually want to start on on like thirty lives. So I actually would have done it if I if I'd limited myself to that. But I would have been at the end going. Oh my god, don't you fucking die. But, uh, I'm not saying that's a shooter, but it, the, the principle still applies. So it would be just lazy ass, uh, side-scrolling brawlers. Again, to cleanse the palate. To, to take a bit, a uh, look at what the yeah. arcades were like back then. You know. If, you know, imagine walking around with pockets full of quarters back in those days, which I never would have been able to do. Because mm-hmm. I'd have been 12, or even younger, and my pocket money was 50p a week. You weren't going to throw it in an arcade machine and oh, lose it straight no. away. There were sweets to buy, dude. No, 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 I, I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, well, video games are expensive, but they're not that expensive in comparison, so I'd rather just get a video game. All the games I like seem to be guilty pleasures. <laughs> I don't usually deal with guilt. I, I never feel guilty. Yeah. I was going to say Pokemon, but I, I no, I don't. I, I don't accept society's looking down on me for playing a game meant for kids. I don't <laughs> accept society looking down on me for playing games in general. But I, guilt- I don't mm. care. I do have a guilty pleasure, and that's if there is ever like a uh, a relationship option offered mm. in a game or a brief liaison. Um. What is a brief liaison? Is that one where you don't actually roll your stockings all the way down? (laughs) Usually where it fades to black, right? (laughs) Um, That is, I will will go for it just to see what happens. Uh I have one, and this is going to totally, like, you guys are not going to be able to guess it, and I have a massive, like, explanation as to why. Okay. See if you can guess. You just told us we couldn't. (laughs) Uh, You like playing as females. Uh, You like mining in Mass Effect 2 and holding the controller down on your lap. (laughs) You know what? It's so much worse. I'm just going to go with it. All right. Hello Kitty Online. Sorry. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Oh, that's not Uh, that. (laughs) All right. No, no, no. no, 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 no
as much time as I spend railing against it and how and and that kind of game and that kind of mentality, there is something that in those games works really well for me that um no other game seems to really do. Like it's you know. The, <laughs> you know, there's a feature in, you know, there's a feature for like with the Xbox and such where you can like, uh, put in your own music into the game, into the, uh, onto the hard drive and then some games will play it. And in most cases, it's kind of like, kind of pointless because I mean, I could just turn on my computer, iTunes and play mm. my own music there. But they have this really nice thing where you can basically put it in and it'll set it up as a virtual playlist and there's two buttons on that game that are always for like next track or previous track or something like that. And so basically, and if it's, makes you effectively the DJ of your own beach party. It's like really relaxing to just sit back and like be playing this completely mind-numbing, stupid version of volleyball that requires no skill at all. And or skipping to who let the dogs out. And <laughs> <laughs> just playing like what are your own just favorite tracks and your favorite favorite playlist in this like pretty little beach setting and everything. And it's really calming and like you like you guys have been saying palate cleansing do you know what he hasn't mentioned anything about the girls in that game it's all been about yeah, the pretty no, beach and the waves the and the things <laughs> it's because they are it's, it's because they are creepy have you like especially in the well, sequel where they the, well you get beach volleyball and just read the articles <laughs> <laughs> here's the truth about beach volleyball it was a massive hit in, in when Alex and me were living together me and mm. uh, his wife Sharon used to play it all the time because the actual gameplay of the volleyball part was really really good um, and I played that game for an extraordinary amount of times, and it was to unlock certain cost- swimming costumes. Yeah. Now, the sequel was horrendous. Does, yeah, the sequel sucks, yeah, and really the bad. original doesn't work on Xbox, does it? No. On 360. God it's, damn it. And I, it says thing, I will still play the sequel because that, fu- that um, it's like function, basically, yeah. the, the music functionality is still there, and that like and that part is my actual favorite part of it. Like, even though, the yeah, you're right, the game, like the actual gameplay of it is... Awful, even compared to the first one and everything else. It's just, uh, some aspect of that really works. And I wish that I could have that aspect in some better game. You're going to see this up in Gama Sutra or something. Daniel Floyd admits to liking beach volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) They're alive. He likes Uh, it for the music. His music. (laughs) Well, this is my uh, kind of a new guilty pleasure for me because it actually does make me feel guilty sometimes in that I've always played. RPGs as good. It's always been really hard for me to be a mean character because I just feel guilty for being mean to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But lately, I've been playing them where if I'm in a bad mood, I'll like you know purposely kill people and <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm planning to use games to get my aggressions out. Like in Fable Three, I like you know there's one where you can save the chickens or kill the chickens. I'm like. Die, chickens, die! <laughs> Chicken killer, I hear. Oh, God. <laughs> How about a wedding ring for my finger? Chicken chaser. Uh. <laughs> I've never seen clothes like them. <laughs> Don't you guys love the quaint Britishness of those townspeople? <laughs> oh, man. I adore it. That's just what it's like, right? That's oh, what yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. Walk around in top hats, yes. That's lovely Lily the Flower Girl. <laughs> Yo, London's like that all the time. Yeah, everyone's either a chimney sweep or a lord of the manor. <laughs> yeah, so my guilty pleasure is being mean to the pixelated characters in games. Ah. <laughs> and yet you do feel guilty, so that's but all right. It definitely gives a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because if I'm in a bad mood, I'm just like, Arr! you know, it's kind of good. <laughs> right, who had the next one? I do have a question. Okay. All right. So, 
What is your phrase or buzzword that the gaming media tends to overuse or that the industry overuses, and as a result, it annoys the heck out of you? Easy. Got this one. <laughs> Go on, then. All right. Alex? Gamer. Fucking hate that word. It's uh, I, you, Folks may have noticed, but I think I used it once in this ep- uh, last episode uh, when I was referring to child's play because it is the word that we, are, we use about ourselves. Uh, I, it's a label that other people have fucking given us and we seem to have embraced. Oh, we're taking it back. That's all right. It's, it's a label. It's like, it's like film buff. Whenever someone says, oh, you're a film buff, you're like, no, I, I just really fucking love films. Uh, it's 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 Jeff Gerstmann has mentioned that he hates his name as well repeatedly. It, it it describes part of what every gamer does, and if they're into games that much, uh, to the exclusion of all else, they probably deserve it. But I wouldn't describe myself as a gamer. I don't think I play enough games to actually get that. I am very interested in games, but I think I, I spend more time talking about them than, than actually playing them. I don't. I've never liked the fact that we're that we're referred to en masse as gamers. I mean, what do you what do you call the people who are into tabletop gaming? Gamer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gamers, you like games? Implying, I am like I said, amongst gamers, it's fine. But that's our word. You can't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yes, I, I just wish I, I saw that term used less. Um, especially in a derogatory sense in mainstream press. They can't fucking use it. They're not allowed. Uh, well, how about you, Tony? Do you know, and this is a word I use, but and, and it's only because the industry uses, but I completely disagree with it, and that's demographic. <laughs> it's not just for games, but yeah, it does apply. Um, I've got a real issue about um, females and males being separated in society it really annoys me and it's something that many many people have obviously fought for the the, the equal rights to not be treated any different and, and I'm not silly enough to judge that you know women aren't in somewhat different from men clearly but you know that they don't like pink stuff when you know some men you know when most men like kind of blue yeah sure there's there's some tropes but even last week I was in a game store and there was this, you know, I'd say an average female geek in there and she was being talken down to by the game employee. Like she, like she didn't know what she was buying in there. And I was like, really? We, we still caught up here that we're, we're going to look at, you know, each demographic as someone entirely different and the pink consoles, not purely as like, okay, well that's a color choice, as in, oh look, it comes with Hannah Montana because you're a girl and you like those <laughs> kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm bloke, maybe I'm just overreacting, maybe I'm, you know, I'm pushing too hard for the industry to move forward when clearly it hasn't caught up in other industries at the same time. Mm. But there's just mm-hmm. something that riles me about, you know, the, <laughs> I guess manufacturers aiming for that demographic, you see. This is what they fall mm-hmm. into. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it, it earns them money. And I'm the one sitting here preaching and hoping that the world is a, a much better place than really it is. But I, I don't know if that works. I think we've, we've pushed so far beyond that. But I just want to see sh- stuff come out and pink just be a color. It doesn't have to be bu- bundled up with Barbie's horse adventure. Just let it be pink and let the person choose the game. Because from what I hear, most podcasts now... You know, you're not playing Barbie, Barbie Horse Adventure. You're playing proper games. Mm-hmm. And there's me saying they're proper games when Barbie Horse Adventure isn't. That's it. I'm even going back the other way. It's just, 
anybody <laughs> can play anything. And just, you know, for one second, when you're a manufacturer, don't be so patronising and say, well, look, that's for the girls, and this is for the boys. Just one last one. What is more awesome, ninjas, Vikings, pirates, or robots? When did Vikings get put in this list? Yeah, I mean, they're all them there. right, but they're quite, you know. So we're, we're just we are, we them are now. Both, no, yeah. we're both we're of uh, Scandinavian descent, so the Vikings have to be. I mean, Vikings rock! <laughs> Once again, cold <laughs> place with ice lakes. But in this, way, in this case, ninjas beat Vikings, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and as for, as for robots, uh, too broad. The toaster on wheels. What? <laughs> I don't know. When ninjas are done right, they're fucking awesome. But they're just so rarely done right. Uh, clearly, cowboys was the answer you were looking for. Yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> but ninjas. <laughs> A good ninja can take anybody else. That's what they do. That's their lifestyle. Vikings, we will raid and rape and pillage your ninjas. That's all you got is rape and pillage ninjas. You can't rape a ninja. <laughs> You cannot. I've never heard of a ninja getting. Oh no, hang on. Uh, ninja scroll. There is. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah, that happened. But ah, oh, oh, but he got his eye burst out, and then he got cut in half. So yeah, this is the weirdest fucking podcast. Ever. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> I think that we can agree. Fun. Don't rape a ninja. Bad shit. <laughs> the voice of reason, Daniel Floyd. <laughs> and on that, be the show title. Right, I've got one more. I've got one more, too. Uh, go on, can I go first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> what do you miss most about Paul not being here anymore? Oh, man, that's deep. Cut a chance. Off guard there, didn't I? A little. I, I, I thought of that while I was watching Paul singing. Um, I, it's such a hard question to answer because Paul completely moved on from the podcast. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, t- to, for people that don't know, obviously, he's a fantastic vocalist on Rock Band. And that may seem just kind of like a, I don't know, piffle to some people, like it, it's really unimportant, it's not. So for folks that don't know about Paul, he's hugely into rock band and how would you not know that? But um, it's it's a hugely important thing for him. Some people just see it as, oh well, it's just a, 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 I don't know, a stupid piffle side um, hobby that he does, but it he, he's found his own community in that. I mean, it, people play that game all the time and they chase scores and it's his it's his thing. And that uh, that kind of meant that there was not many other games that he played. He's he's got a lot better now. He does play more games, but that's his thing. And so I can't really see what where he would fit now within the podcast doing what we are doing. So I don't think he misses it. 
what do I miss about him being here? Just the freeze, you know, the freesome of, of the whole thing. You know, we are all good friends, and you know, Paul had some pretty damn sarcastic humour that he brought to the show, certainly in the early days. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's probably what I'd like to see again is you know, some of that brought back. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I came across the the the, the sarcastic humour, but also the timing. Timing something that I don't think you can't you can't really learn it. You just either have it or you don't. And um, he he just wait, 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 and then there'd, there'd be a gap in conversation, and then he'd say, after you know, after a long, long rant about how terrible something was, he said what became one of the Digital Cowboys catchphrases for the first hundred episodes. So he didn't like it then, and um, it, it just it was just perfectly timed to diffuse every, everything. And uh, yeah, I, I just I just missed the um, the third guy being there to crack wise, you know, while we were. I think at that point, specifically, it was when, when Tony and I were trying to get more all businessy. He was there to sort of bring it back to, well, this is just a laugh, which uh, for wh- while it was, that worked perfectly. I don't know how it would work now, but um, but yeah, I missed that. I think he stepped a, stepped aside, or he he wanted to step aside exactly when he did. Uh, and you know, it's lovely to have him back on the show, and those shows work really well. But you know, it's normally on topics that he really wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. He is definitely a part of this. As I said last week, he, he was as much a part of this show than we are. Um, just because he's not on it now, he, he helped the foundations of it. So mm-hmm. many people still reminisce about Paul. It's like, when is he going to be back on? I'm yeah. Try. Yeah. yeah. Any show you guys can get Paul back in as a guest is a good show. Yeah. You see? <laughs> oh, he's grinning now. <laughs> uh, Tony, did you have one more? Yeah, my last one. Um, Obviously, we've been podcasting for 200 episodes, and I, I still say, look, it's it's not this amazing feat that we've managed to achieve of our time, but it's you know it's a long period of life. Hmm. So, who do you think has influenced you the most over 200 episodes? It doesn't just, it just have to be podcasters; it can be writers, which I'm sure some people and comedians in your uh, case, Al. And I know there's there's certain people at the very start that may have influenced us, but I know there's certain people I listen to now that have influenced me more than ever. Um, so not necessarily imitate their style, but who do you think has influenced you in in how you present yourself across on the podcast? Okay, I'm writing a list as we speak, so can you bear <laughs> with me for a few seconds here? Okay. Right. Giant Bomb, Robert Ashley. So I, I managed to pull away from what uh, was drifting towards pretension when I was trying too hard to be like Robert Ashley. You remember those episodes? Um, Kevin Smith's Smodcast, if anyone's actually ever listened to that, it's, it's very similar musical style whenever I'm trying to sort of hit a musical tone. Now, I was doing that before I ever heard Smodcast, but when I heard Smodcast, it kind of refined what I was trying to do. Uh, Steve from Sanctuary for Gamers has got a really great kind of you know, snappy style to him. Uh, I've, more recently, Charlie Brooker has influenced me, and specifically Hunter S. Thompson and Bill Hicks and uh, even Tim Minchin when it comes to the Gonzo stuff. It, there's a different style to uh, Gonzo, but uh, Charlie Brooker, I think he's going to creep into my uh, style there. Uh, Aquatine Hunger Force, I've mentioned that in the past. It has this incredibly offhand kind of way of inserting sound and, and, vi- and little images and stuff in there. Just in so, so fast you might miss it. Some of my favorite audio flourishes have felt like that. Congratulations! You are automatically signed up to receive emails about Yeah, yeah, I know. Your special is especially annoying. And I'm coming in there right now to unsubscribe. Enter the internet. All right, first off, Wizard, I want you to shut up all... It's pronounced Wizard. 
Duh. There are two Z's, two D's, and three W's. Get it straight. Whatever. I just want you to shut up all this junk and get the hell out of my house. It's only $44.95 a month. That's pennies a day. Look, I didn't sign up for this crap. That was my roommate's doing. Surely this convenience entices you. Pornography and online gaming at hundreds of times the speed of your normal advertising service provider. It's so easy to use. And the surgery to surgery. implant it in the base of your skull is so painless that it's no wonder I'm number one. Oh, look, look, there's been a misunderstanding. Now I know for sure that I don't want this service. You signed up for the 30-day trial. You must have to have it for 30 days. And it's free? Of course. Unlimited hours over an extremely limited amount of time. Here, let me show you some live streaming webcam of your fat neighbor enjoying my services. Oh, God! I can get him! Carl! Oh, Carl! He can't hear you, Fryman. You are not on the brain frame. Hey, are those your fingers? Call the doctor! Can't you see I'm bleeding here? Hello, question. Can you tell me how I get the women that don't have the ZZ Top Lumberjack look? I wanted to date Sasquatch to call your mother. Ha-ha! Is there a telephone in here? Carl needs an ambulance. Telephone? Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> how hey. primitive. Here, caveman. Contact him with instant pestering. It's only an additional $9.95 a month. No, did you not understand? I want to speak to your supervisor. Okay. Hang on a second. I'll be right back. I'm the supervisor. What seems what? to be the problem? You're the same damn guy. You just put on another beard and mustache. No, I didn't. You're going offline, Internet Wizard. But the skull implant comes in this decorative tin. Decorate this. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Don't use our service. Get left in the digital dust. But remember... You could have won a Porsche. Choose your path through Cyberland. Yes. Sign me up for your fabulous intrusive service, including the home invasion cam. No. Choose your option, Flyman. Hell no. Finally, thank you. Now open this window and get the hell out of my house. Read it again, Flyman. I need another 90 days to decide, but I'm pretty sure I want this. And after this 90-day trial, you will be judged and sentenced to a lifetime of interactive sports, news, and information. And we will continue to draw from your account. Because banks don't care. It's not their money. Dad is sleeping in his tree now. When are we going to go home? Two more weeks. Two more weeks! Shut up and eat your squirrel meat! Uh, Arrested Development... The, one of the most underrated uh, sitcoms nice. of all goddamn time. Excellent. Really great. Little Ron Howard narration bits, which just kind of basically give you a little perspective, and it cuts back and forth and shows you little things just to get, let you in on uh, on jokes and broaden the world. And it just uh, everyone watch Arrested Development. It's fantastic. So Tobias chose to pursue a common interest with his daughter. Oh, I hope so. Um, I'm looking for something that says, "Dad likes leather." Something that says, Leather Daddy? Oh, is there such a thing? Uh, Daniel Floyd, absolutely right. Just the, your, the, the way you sort of whip from one thing to the other. And again, it's all down to sort of showing someone something so fast that their brain has to assimilate it on an almost subliminal level. And just, I'm yeah, totally down with that. I feel that if I did this animated, I would be too much like you. I tried if you remember, and I was, I was <laughs> basically finding myself aping your style to, to a point where I didn't even want to release it. Um, Robot Chicken, again, kind of similar to Aquatine Hunger Force, and Chris Morris, 
So, yeah, I've, I've got fuck tons of influence. A whole bunch of other, other ones that I haven't mentioned. Um, uh, Ricky Gervais as well. The, the, the Ricky Gervais podcast, the way he, he holds them together, the way he holds court over his, uh, his podcast, he, he's got a completely different style to me, but I, I definitely was inspired, definitely. Um, I've said definitely about 16 times. <laughs> Um, Tony, is, is there anyone that you specifically have tried to actually um, be like in being on podcasts? I know you're a huge fan of Black Wolf. So when I thought about this question, I didn't really think of outside sources as much as you. Um, I knew you'd say someone like Bill Hicks. But thinking about it, I, I've always aimed that our show to be something like um, Aaron Sorkin's work. Something like West Wing. Um, yeah. It, I know that this is something you haven't seen, though, so you really should. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. You keep saying that. I will. I like that show. Yeah. And another show that was cancelled well before its time should have happened. Yep. If you watch yep. Arrested Development, I'll watch Studio I've 60. I've seen Arrested Development. I've seen the first All season. the way through. Okay. Well, that's... There's only three seasons. It's like yeah. two and a half. I've done one third. Um, <laughs> so something like that. But I'd, more podcasters that have, have, I think I, I've really have grown to, to love over a period of time. Giant Bomb, although they upset, seem to upset a lot of people nowadays, I think they're, they're a pretty good benchmark for fun. If we ever do, you know, a bit more of a jokey episode, I think they are, you know, They also live in the dream. You know, they they, are they're much. doing this for a living and they're, they're their own bosses, which is fucking great. Um, and anybody I say here, just because we don't mention your names once again, we're sorry, it, it's, it's for no other reason than, you know, <laughs> just this podcast can't be five hours long. Um, an obvious one for me is Garnet Lee, mm. purely purely because he's he's always believed in in that podcast dream. Like you know, they can be more than just this this package filler that goes on on a website, and maybe they hopefully it'll bring a few more hits to the actual website itself. He really believes like a podcast can be something more than that, that it can influence people's opinions, which clearly they do, and that they can talk on a deeper level. Now, sure, one up days were probably the height height of that, but we can confirm this. And we are. Ghost. Yeah, we can confirm they can leave some out the last, I say, six months. They've really hit their stride again. For for the next three people, I actually want to look internally to um, the UGN. There's a good reason why we joined the UGN. It's because it's full of podcasters I really respect and admire. And uh, this isn't to shun anybody else in the UGN because I think that's the problem when you come closer to home. People go, "What about me?" But just a quick shout out for three particular people that I, I really admire their work. One is Mr. Ratso Albion, better known as um, Leon Cox, purely because he, if you look at people that come into podcasting and, and how they get here, he was just a guy that lived in Brighton that enjoyed listening to you know a number of podcasts, and he never really felt like he was going to be good enough to be on one of these things. So he just took a chance. And I truly believe he's turned into one of the best podcasts I've, I've listened to in the UK. That's not anything against Neil. I think Neil is fantastic. But Leon is so knowledgeable and just the way he tells his stories and the way that, you know, along with Neil, that they shape Game Dog, I think it's fantastic. They're, they're a real uh, testament to how good British podcasts can be, even podcasts can be. Um, I so, think their, their contrast where he is so, Leon's so full of knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, Neil is more mellow, and it's just a very good contrast. Yeah. So, um, the other thing, one, other one would be Zantiriad. Um, I get on very well, I think, on a personal level with Zantiriad. I think we're actually very similar in, in, uh, our ideals of what we like to see stuff and have, you know, a, a quite a, 
how do I explain this? I, I, I just, we are very similar. I think that will do. Um, I, I just love the way he can argue a debate non-stop and, and even sometimes kind of overthrow his own opinion just to make a point. And I love that in people when they can kind of prove themselves wrong just by arguing it so much that they go, oh, actually, no, I am wrong. Um, <laughs> and I just love his style. Um, and obviously he, he seems to be on everybody's show at the moment, but that's purely because He's, he's that good. Like, I'd, I'd love him to be more of a permanent thing on this show, to be honest, because you know he's so knowledgeable once again, just like Leon. And the last person is um, Sinan of Big Red Potion. For people that don't read Sinan's writing and just listen to his podcast, please seek it out. He's such a talented writer, and how he hasn't really been... I'm not saying that he hasn't been picked up by big sites, because he does some work on some fantastic sites, but how he isn't one of the biggest mainstream writers that we have in the UK, I don't know. Because his opinions are so varied. Uh, he's, so, he's probably one of the most intellectual people I know, uh, and sometimes that can come off quite badly, I think, when people say that, but really, he's such a lovely person to talk to. He sometimes overanalyzes stuff, but I like that. I like someone to take a subject that you look at it and go, you can't really make anything out of that. And then you'll read one of his opinion pieces and you go, oh my God, how did you get there? But they're always fascinating and interesting. So if you haven't sought out his written work, and of course his podcast as well, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be a part of Big Red Potion one day because I, I think you know that they do, our styles I think combine, certainly with Digital uh, Cowboys and, and Big Red Potion. And uh, yeah, so... Looking inwards, I think they're the three people I'd, you know, I'd, I'd really love, you know, if we, a chance to be on their shows or a, or a chance for them to be on our shows, you know, we always grasp that opportunity and certainly go on it, least, so. But that's not to say that the rest of you are all fantastic. Tony hates me. I know, see, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Okay, so just before we go, we just want to uh, give a shout-out to some DC Forum members and community members that we didn't mention last week. But uh, how could we forget Midge? Yeah. Midge and Byatt were our two first proper fans, I think, before we even had fans. Stroke and stalkers. Steps. Uh, yeah, stroke stalkers, especially in Byatt's case. Fucking hell. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Midge... Thank you so much for sticking with us and your, you know, raw enthusiasm. And the fact that you've kind of continued the chain shows us that we're at least doing something right. So, yeah, massive props out to Midge. Uh, other members of the DC community, Mike from the Fanboys Lunchcast. So, so, I mean, even today, I think uh, Mike mentioned on the Hobbit thread, oh, the fucking Lord of the Rings, and just guys running on mountaintops. I, I wish they made them much, much shorter. And I, I, I just posted, Mike, I am going to find it so hard to read your posts on this thread. <laughs> this is the thread you started, Daniel. I love those movies. Basically, it's kind of like if I was heavily Christian religious and someone went, ah, oh, Jesus, he's not all that. I'm like, fucking hell. And yet, <laughs> and yet, I still love hearing from whatever Mike has to say. It's fantastic, so, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Zero Signal, Ryan, Roy, Magic Joe, McFluffin, Matt Harrier, Jazzy Jeff, and Psycho Dunk. Just other ones I just wanted to mention because uh, you guys are like, you know, way there in the forums, always chatting away. It's, it's, it's great to uh, ch check out every day what you guys have to say. As promised, I have a full guest list for Digital Cowboys, which I will now read alphabetically. A huge, huge thank you to everyone on this list for your time and effort on the show. Adam Capone, Andrew J. Smith, Bernard Sacco, Bobby Blackwolf, Bernie Burns, Carolyn Sonic, Chris Brown, Chris Champlin, Chris O'Regan, Dan Rosenthal, Daniel Floyd, Dan Ilson, Darren Gargett, 
David Crooks, David Lamont, David Turner, Dit Simeu, Duan W. Irvin, Dominic Diamond, Duncan O'Sullivan, Edie Sellers, Elaine Stryker, Finley Mann, Gary Blower, Giles Thomas, Jeff Ramsey, Greg DeConstanzo, James Portnow, James Batchelor, James Perkins, Jamie Cheng, Jeff Merlihan, Jeff Merlihan, Jeremy Teong, Joe DeLea, Joe Forley, John Cranston, Jonathan Coulton, Joshua Garrity, Julian Murdoch, Karen Webb, Carl Moon, Kelly Brown, Leah Haydu, Lee Hadfield, Lee Alexander, Leon Cox, Lewis Holt, Linda Thompson, Liz Atkins, Lucas Carson, Mark Day, Matt Lowe, Matt Fowler, Matt Ramsey, Matt Wellington, Michael Anderson, Michael Fox, Michael Smith, Mike Booth, Mike Barton, Mike Oldman, Mike Phillips, Mike Woodworth, a lot of mics, Natalie Edwards, Neil Brooks, Neil Taylor, Paris Lilly, Patrick McTee, Paul Rooney, Paul Saburin, Rich Stone, Rob Borges, Rob Finney, Roy Fortitude, Ryan Astley, Sam Inglis, Sarah Quillian, Sassy Jones, Sean Andrick, Sean Sands, Sharon Shaw, Sinan Kuba, Steve Artlip, Steve Jones, Steve Ridley, Tara Nelson, Tim Wilsey, Tina Sustarek, Tom Champion, Tom Moss, Tom Underhill, Tony Edwards, Troy Walker, Will Templeton, and Zach Maynard. As for which ones came on DC the most, in ascending order... Dan Ilson and Darren Gargett have both been on five times each. James Perkins, Joshua Garrity and Mike Phillips, six times each. Edie Sellers and Tim Wilsey, seven times each. David Turner, Dit Simeu and Leon Cox, eight times each. Gary Blower and Matt Ramsey, nine times each. Daniel Floyd, eleven times. James Batchelor, twelve times. Chris O'Regan and Sinan Kuba, thirteen times. And Neil Taylor... 25 times on Digital Cowboys and Digital Gonzo. If you're looking for a podcast that's informational. Do you know we have boobs and play video games? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> hey, check those out. Relevant. <laughs> why, why do you have that blanket and wear your pants? Focused. As the, uh... Yar! And now I'm deaf. <laughs> filled with highbrow humor. I think that might be my stripper name, Raspberry <laughs> And very smart. Hi, we're the dumb girls on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Then you will love some other podcast. Join Elaine and Leah every Friday by visiting PlatformNation.com, SomeOtherCastle.com, or subscribing on iTunes. But remember, this podcast is rated M for Mature. What's it saying, Smeagol, my love? Does it feel lonely and lost? <laughs> Does it want to know all about the latest games? Listen, listen to the gamer talk. They will be the masters now. Yes, precious. So that's it. That was episode 201. Woo! We'll be back for 201 more <laughs> of that, but not a single episode more than 201 more. Okay, um, so guys, do you want to pimp your show? I mean, I know you did it last week, but fucking do it again. Tara, yeah. Tara oh, yeah, did it last week. Yeah, Sassy do it this week, and I'll pimp yours, Dan. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> Let's work for uh, me. <laughs> All right. Tara and I are the most popular girls on the internet. And we 
have a weekly show where we talk about video games mostly, but other geeky stuff, movies, TV, uh, you know, technology, that kind of thing. And you can find us at tmpgoti.com. And also, we're on Twitter a lot. So that's T-M-P-G-O-T-I as well. And if you like video games at all, and even if you don't, frankly, but you want a really intellectually stimulating lecture that comes out every single week, five to six minutes long, absolutely fascinating, incredibly entertaining, and often split your pants funny, go to escapistmagazine.com slash video slash view slash extra credits. Extra credits is what you want to be looking for. This is Daniel Floyd's little animated lectures that he does when he writes with James Portnow, and they're animated by a young lady named Alison Theus. Extremely professionally, I might add. Total inspiration. And if anyone of our DC listeners hasn't been watching Daniel Floyd, go right now. Because what he has to say is ten times more interesting <laughs> than what we have to say. Quite simply put. He sums up what we say in about an hour and a half in five minutes. Job. Yep. He makes us irrelevant. <laughs> okay. And, I should just uh, let you pimp my show from now on. That was way better than I could do. <laughs> I just want to say thank you very much for everyone uh, sticking with us for over these two episodes. They've been slightly different, um, some serious, some fun, um, but it, it's always, yeah, I don't know. It's been a, a, a fun time. I think I agree. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. then I head We did what we wanted to do with episode 100 with these. So, uh, yeah. yeah, 100 episodes late. But we gave it to the right people to handle. But uh, we will be back <laughs> with a bit more classic DC, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's all from us for 201 shows and four years old, feeling every hour of it. <laughs> Coming up, we have some great new episodes, including the next greatest hits collection of moments from DC episodes 105 onwards. More Game Club, more interviews, more special shows, even more special guests. More Gonzo movies, Gonzo music, audio articles, quizzes, ranting, and of course... My forthcoming podio book, Blue Sun. We love this. We love you. See you soon. I've been Alex Shaw. I've been Tony Atkins. Happy trails. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they fade it. But trust me. In 20 years, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind, the kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead. 
Sometimes you're behind. The race is long. And in the end, it's only with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters. Throw away your old bank statements. Stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. Maybe you'll marry. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much. Or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance. So are everybody else's. Enjoy your body. Use it every way you can. Don't be afraid of it or what other people think of it. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. Dance. Even if you have nowhere to do it but in your own living room. Read the directions, even if you don't follow them. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Get to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They're your best link to your past and the people most likely to stick with you in the future. Understand that friends come and go, but with a precious few, you should hold on. Work hard to bridge the gaps in geography and lifestyle, because the older you get, the more you need the people you knew when you were young. Live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Travel. Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise. Politicians will philander. You too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. Respect your elders. Don't expect anyone else to support you. Maybe you have a trust fund. Maybe you'll have a wealthy spouse. You never know when either one might run out. Don't mess too much with your hair, or by the time you're 40, it will look 85. Be careful whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past from the disposal, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts, and recycling it for more than it's worth. But trust me, on the sunscreen. Welcome to the Digital Cowboys, baby. Actually, do you, do you want to do like a, all of us sing that the G- DC jingle all at once? <laughs> you know, where it's like, remember how it goes. Welcome to the Digital Cowboys, baby. Actually, we could all segment it off if you want. So, um, so I'll tell you what, Tara, you say, um, you know, uh, have you heard Welcome to the Jungle before? Yes. Yeah. Okay, right. Just sing the welcome to, as in welcome to the jungle. Um, and Sassy, could you sing the digital? 
And then me, Tony, and Dan will all sing Cowboys, baby. How <laughs> <laughs> about if we, I we love all it. just sing all of it, and then you can just piece it out or overlap well, no, it? Because the want. point is, it's actually... Um, three separate it's, pieces. It's three separate pieces. <laughs> like, it's, it's always been. It's uh, Welcome to the Jungle, um, This is the Life by Mark Chance, and then Cowboy by Kid Rock. So it's always been a Frankenstein's uh, creation. Bit of Kid yeah. Rock every week. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, why don't we do it one, first one way and then all of us together? Okay. okay, well, tell you what, let's do all of us together first. So I'm trying to remember what it sounds like in my head. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Cowboys, baby. You hear it every week. Every fucking week. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, well, exactly. That's why people no longer listen to it. They're just like, oh, yeah, that the intro bit. We should change it. You know what? Hey, Tara, can I do the welcome to the part? <laughs> and what am I supposed to do? Yeah, we can reenact the entire extended intro, too. That's a, two <laughs> very, very swell chaps. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't even Even know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so it's DC Jingle. It's very quick. Sorry, I'm being difficult. And they Sorry. have British accents. Um, <laughs> sexy accents. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll have a whole load. conversation with myself. It'll be great. Okay. See, I can do that. Welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, the digital... I can't remember what that sounds The digital, like. that's all. The digital. And the, we the, got digital. Terrible, the digital. The digital. The digital. That's all okay. you have to do. All right. Mm. Welcome to the... Digital. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would be better with the welcome to the. That's I'll take the welcome to. Take you are welcome to the welcome to the. Okay. I'm ready for the welcome to the. Ah, that was loud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Tara, are you doing the digital? I guess so. I'll try to get my voice really deep. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 okay. You're hurting okay. cats, Alex. Okay, uh, so I'm just going to go three, two, one, and the sassy can just start us off after a, a silence of about two seconds. I remember okay. flappy hair. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel, you and Tony, you okay joining with me for the Cowboys baby, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so ready? Three, two, one. Welcome to the digital. Cowboys, Cowboys, baby. baby. That okay, was so bad. Oh man. <laughs> and faster. So, I'll just, I'll just do. Uh, I'll do. Okay. Three, two, one. Am I starting again, or did you get? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's an outtake. <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's a, it's a space in between you girls, but the boys all have to be together. Well, yeah, but if we can do it if, it if it's all in time. Then it's easy to do. It's like we'll just wait for an sure. in. Okay. Yeah. So just do it really quick. Okay. One, two, three, two, one, go. Welcome to the digital cowboys, cowboys baby. baby. <laughs> oh, <So> bad. <laughs> Rubbish. One more time. <laughs> three, two, one. Welcome to the digital Cowboys, baby. <laughs> what the hell was that, Tom? Digital. <laughs> digital. <laughs> Okay, let's just do it all together. Okay, all together. You guys try doing Cowboys Baby just by yourself. Do three, two, one, and then Cowboys okay, Baby. Okay. Yeah, you guys three. need to know when to start. Okay, three, two, one. 
Cowboys, baby. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Then let's do it all together with one as one. Like, like, uh, yeah, let's just that. So three, two, one. Welcome to the digital cowboys, baby. So bad. Not uh, let's not do that. Yeah. Fuck it. We're moving on. Good start. Digital Cowboys, Cowboys baby. baby.